Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for the latest episode of Modern Eden Man. I'm Joe, and I'm here with my wife, Kelly, today. Hello. And we're going to be going over some stuff today on Modern Heathen Man. So I want to thank you all for joining us. Today is a beautiful Thor's Day here in Mississippi. Last night, I had plenty of thunder and lightning, plenty of rain, and it's cooled down quite a bit here. It's not so hot anymore, which is really nice. So, with that said... I'm going to jump right into Modern Heathen Man and talk about a few things with y'all today. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, we are on Facebook. We are a group. You can go ahead on there and join Modern Heathen Man on Facebook. I have a page and a group. Um, in the group, you can go ahead and ask me questions and stuff like that and send me messages. Whatever you like. I like connecting with those people that listen to my podcast. I enjoy um, talking with you. I enjoy hearing how my podcast helps you, so on and so forth. And it helps me along my path as well to know that I'm actually doing something for the gods and the ancestors and helping people along. Um, With that said, you can just look up Modern Heathen Man on Facebook. It's a group. It's a public group. You can go ahead and join it and join us. Um, Another thing I want to go over is um, a kindred that we're starting here in Mississippi. If you're in the Mississippi area, especially southern Mississippi, um, join us there and I'll put you in touch with the kindred that we're actually starting here. Um, It's going to be a very active kindred and we're going to do tons of stuff, so we look forward to new members. Um, And if you'd like to sponsor my podcast, you're more than welcome to sponsor my podcast. Just get with me and let me know and... That'll just help me get better microphones and stuff. I do everything on my phone right now. I kind of like the idea of traveling different places and being able to get on my phone and just do modern heathen man. But, you know, certain things cost money. And if you'd like to help me out, that's entirely up to you. So um, I'm willing to accept that. So anyway, let's begin modern heathen man. So grab yourself a cup, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself some coffee, grab yourself some tea, some mead, some beer. Or just some plain water because you want to stay hydrated in this heat. And join us for Modern Heathen Men. Today I wanted to talk about the subject of uh, runes. There are quite a few different set of runes. I personally use the Elder Futhark runes. There are Younger Futhark runes, which are more typical of um, Viking Age runes. Um, the Elder Futhark came out a little bit later. And then there's um, specific runes, and I forgot their name at this moment, but they're, they had specific runes for writing, um, for like um, documents and stuff like that that they had. So they had runes for that as well. And then there's some bad runes, which were made by um, a gentleman, I think his name was Von Doss, um, for, he was made them in 1914 or something, and those are the ones we stay away from. Those are the ones that have ties to the Nazis and things like that. So I wanted to, you know, warn the new people that are just coming into heathenry um, that there are these different runes out there, that there are these different types of runes, these different runic alphabets. Um, and to become familiar with them, um, they, they're all over the place. I mean... Personally, I stick with Elder Futhark because that's the most common. I like that one. My rune set is the Elder Futhark runes, 
when I give a rune set, it's the Elder Futhark runes. For me, they're the easiest to understand, they're the easiest to navigate through, and they're the easiest to use. Um, any input on that, Kelly? Well, and the, the, the Elder Futhark runes, there's so many resources for them, too. You can get books from $5 on them, you can get books up to... $200 on them. I mean, you yeah. can you can find so much information about the Elder Futhark runes. Um, and they're easy to make, too. Um, our first sets of runes that we had, we actually made. Right. I mean, so, the little popsicle sticks. And, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the little button runes and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen people make them out of computer keyboards and... Pot, uh, bottle tops and things yep. like that. So there's many, many different ways you can make them and find information on them. So I think that's one of the reasons they're the easiest to get through and to get, navigate and stuff. Right. Now there's some controversy over how many there are and um, the weird, which is a blank one, um, being added just for an even number and things like that. There's some controversy over that. And I understand that controversy, but for the most part... Um, Everybody's rest assured that Elder Futhark are the runes that we use consistently. So, especially in like divination and rude readings and stuff like that, these are the ones that most people use. Um, there are some companies out there which come out with a few different things. Like I have this one um, thing that's uh, cards that are runes, and they're kind of strange to me, but it is what it is. And then some of the runes you purchase online, you have to watch because. Uh, when they come from the place they come from, some are backwards. It's really weird, but especially Seigel, they tend to make backwards, and I don't know why, but it is what it is. Either way. Um, so, when you do finally pick your runes, what do you do then? I mean, what do you do with them? Well, there's a number of things you can do with them. The first thing I recommend is getting a really good book on runes and rune casting. Um, I recommend um, Taking Up the Runes by Diana Paxson. It is a tremendous book. It's huge. It is big. It goes over each rune, gives you songs for each rune and stuff like that. Now, if you're not into it that deeply, what's the other one I have, the smaller one? I don't remember the name of it off the top of my yeah, head, but small... you can get it from Llewellyn, and it's like 10 bucks, maybe. Yeah, there's a smaller book on runes. Um, from Llewellyn, and it's about $10, and it's not that expensive. I mean, basically, you want to get something that helps you to divinate what they mean, each and every one of them. And when I say this, understand what I'm saying. You and your runes become a very personal connection. They become something that is part of you and you're part of them, it's you communicating with the Norns to see what is ahead of you. It's you communicating with the gods to see what's going on. You're asking for information for what's happening around you for your Inengarten and your Utengarten. And you deserve that information, to be honest with you. So you connecting with your runes is most important. So... The next piece is how do we do that? How do we connect the runes? So we've chosen our runes that we want. We've chosen the alphabet that we want. We've chosen the style of rune that we want. What do we do now? So now we want to get our runes a nice little holder. We want a certain bag 
to keep our runes in. That basically is their home. Something you feel is befitting of the runes that meets their importance in your life. My runes are, are bone runes. My runes are in a leather bag, and they've been in that leather bag for more than 17 years now. And this is their bag that they stay in because this is where they feel most at home to me. Um, so you want to pick something fitting for your runes. Even if you create your own runes, you want to create your own bag, you can do all of that. That's fine. As long as it's something that is befitting to them in your mind that fits them and they feel like they belong there. Now, I talk a little bit about how they feel. Um, so, you have to connect with your runes. And how do we do that? Well, there's a couple of different ways that we can connect with our runes. Um, the first is to keep them with us, to carry them with us wherever we go, to keep them at hand, to keep them as part of us. Um, when I first got my runes, I was told to put them under my pillow and sleep with them. I was told to keep them around me, to pull out one rune a day and put it in my pocket, and throughout the day be able to feel that rune in my pocket, know that it's there, um, remember its name, remember its meaning, remember what it's supposed to do and how it does the things it does. And it took about, what did you say, Kelly, about a year and a half? Yeah, I would say so. It took me about a year and a half to really, really, really connect with my runes. Now, I believe my runes connect with me a lot sooner than that. But for me to actually connect with my runes themselves and begin to really understand them, it took me about a year and a half. So don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen in a week. Um, don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen in a month. Um, sometimes runes never connect with you. Sometimes you have to get a different set. Sometimes you find a set, you really like it, and you find out that that set's wrong for you. Um, case in point, my wife bought me a beautiful um, rock rune set that was made of, um, uh, what is it called? The blue ones you got me. Um, they were soda light ones. Yeah, soda light runes. They were really, no, they were not soda light. They were the inside of the, um, geode. What's it called? Um, oh, the, the, uh, uh, uh Chalcedony. Yeah, Chalcedony. It was really nice. Really, really nice set. Um, blues, blacks, greens, and purples in there. Really nice. And then each one was carved. The problem I had with it was they weren't uniform and they weren't flat. So when I would do a rune cast, um, people would only pick the rune out and set it down right side up. So there was no real divination and because it was always a right side rune. And if you were to spill them on the table, what would end up happening is they would just, you well, know, fall willy-nilly. Right. Now, when you talk about runes and you go back to the uh, works by Ibn Fanlan... Ibn Fadlan, sorry. Um, he talks about that they were made from a fruit-bearing tree, that they were cut down, and they were made small circular things or staves, and that the, the symbol was put into them, and they were thrown on the ground, and they would decipher what that was. But with that said, the concept behind what he's saying is they were flat. So as you would throw them on the ground, they either lay face down or face up, and they would either lay right side up or upside down. This would help you determine what the different things were. 
And that's basically what I needed to do my runes. I know a lot of people who have runes that are made of quartz and the things um, um, in there, you know, it's carved into the quartz or it's carved into stone and they, they love their runes and they can divinate with them consistently. I was not able to do that. So I ended up trading that those runes away for another set of runes that were made of bone, which I liked as well. And um, that set of runes never really would give me a good reading myself. I ended up uh, recently giving that set of runes to my son who's in the military, who is building his own altar in his room in the military. So he's gotten a horn from me now, he's gotten a hammer, he's gotten runes, he's gotten an offering bowl, and he's gotten a hammer for his altar. So. He should have a cool little altar um, for himself there. But with that said, connecting with your runes, I told him what to do. I said, you know, sleep with them, keep them with you. Put this little bag in your pocket somewhere. Put it in your pant pocket, um, at your knee or something like that, and you carry it with you wherever you go because then they'll become part of you. We want to talk to our runes. We want to speak to them. We want to give them life in the sense that we want them to be part of us. So when we're divinating for ourselves, um, we're asking questions. We can ask out loud to our own runes those questions. We could say to them, you know, I want to know runes, you know, what my day is going to be like today. Please help me. Please understand that I need to know what my day holds for me so that I can have a good day. And those runes then become more apt to give you what you need. Um, any input here, Kel? I, I mean, what do you think of all the things? Um, I, I think for, sometimes for your first set of runes, to be able to get to know them better is to make them. Right. And, and that's what we did originally, was we made our own runes. And I think that's an important thing to do sometimes. Sometimes you do find a, a set that you connect with first, but, um... Making your runes gives you a new perspective on them and stuff, too. It puts mm -hmm. you into them and stuff and helps you connect to them a little bit more. Um, I've heard of people, I don't know any personally, but I've heard of people even, like, pricking their finger to add their own blood to their runes I've heard that stuff, quite a bit, yeah. Um, to add that more personal touch to them and stuff, to have that better connection with them. So they'll actually like bleed on their runes and, and rub that blood into them so that they have a more of a connection to them. Um, but find some, if you're going to make your own runes, find a material that, that speaks to you for it. Whether it's wood, whether it's apple, um, or cherry. apple cherry, or like I said, I, I've seen people make them out of computer keyboards, you know, where they've taken the keys off the keyboard and upcycled them to make them um, rooms. I've seen people make them out of bottle tops and glass marbles. I, I think the first set of rooms I had I made out of glass marbles and just took a sh like a a glass writing pen and yeah, the flat glass marbles yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, wrote the runes onto the flat glass marbles. We've made runes for our kids that are more like stave runes out of popsicle sticks so they could learn the runes and stuff. Um, 
anything that you can do to personalize your connection with the rooms is always going to be a good thing. Yeah, and for kids, it's really good to go over, like, making rooms with the smaller popsicle sticks. Not not the full-size ones. They have, like, half-size popsicle sticks. Where you can go in there with a sharp and you can actually write the rune. And then they, the child is able to learn it one rune at a time, learn the meaning of it. And it's a really good family thing to do, like... Me and my boys did that over, was it a three-week period? I we think it was over, over a month. Yeah, over a month. We went over each and every one of the runes, and we'd make that rune and learn about that rune um, specifically and then go ahead and put it into the bag. So every day we'd do a different rune. <clears throat> so they would learn each and every one of the runes specifically, what they meant, and then at the end they'd have a little notebook with their runes and what they thought it meant. Um and how that rune made them feel, and then that rune itself inside the bag, and they were able to do uh, rune divination pretty easily on their own. Um, we're talking like 12 I, and... I think EJ was like uh, 14 or 15, and Kieran was like 8 or 9. Okay, yeah, so 8 and... So average age was 12, like I said, so around the 12-year-old age. Um, you know, it worked out really well for them, and they really enjoyed it. It was a fun little activity we did. And they both walked away with their own runes, their own little bag, and their own notebook. So it was really cool. Something neat for them to do. Um, and inexpensive, too. Yeah, very really expensive. inexpensive. Yeah, really inexpensive. But connecting with your runes, I mean, I'm not saying you're a child. Don't misunderstand me. But sometimes keeping it simple is the best way to do things. So um, doing it that way and keeping the runes with you and... Each day, get in the habit of doing a small rune cast for yourself, even if it's just one rune that you pick out, to know what the day holds for you. Um, with that said, you know, like, imparting yourself into the actual rune is really important to some people, too. Like my wife said, you know, some people would prick their finger, add some of the blood to the stain, and when they stained it, you know, a piece of them was in each and every one of them runes then. Um... I mean, that's entirely up to you if you do it that way, but, you know, for me, my my bone runes work just fine for me, and they, they're really good. But like I said, I've had them 17 years, so that's the importance there. Um, let's see, is there anything else I can go over with the runes? Well, and, and sometimes you, you want to have more than one set, too. Sometimes right. runes speak to you differently depending on what they're made of or mm -hmm. how you connect with them or if you're like if you have a personal set of runes that you use for your own divination sometimes you'll want a different set if you're going to do some for somebody else right you want to set for your altar and you want to set for other people one of the things you want to do is that's the other thing i want to go over thank you very much kelly is you want to be able to be able to clean and recharge your rooms like after somebody else has touched them um, it's really important. It's the thing that we forget that, you know, everybody imparts their energy in something when they touch it. Just like when you're creating the runes, you're imparting your energy on those runes. When you have somebody else draw the runes from the bag, <clears throat> which is the way I do it, um, they impart their energy on those runes. So you need a way for to clean those runes and for those runes to be cleansed from those people and go back to the way they need to be. Um... I recommend I just burn some incense over them. I put them out on the table for me. I have a cloth that I put down specifically that they sit on. And I talk to my runes and cleanse them of all the things that have gone. If I have to, I use some moon water that I have. And I go ahead and I splash a little bit on them to really clean them up. Um, 
And I think that's something else you want to make sure when you get when you make your runes or get your runes that there is a way to cleanse them. Right. Um, we have one set that I got Joe that um, really can't be cleansed, but they're still a really cool set of runes. I got him some Palo Santo runes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's really no way to cleanse them without damaging them. So they kind of just are in a collection. Right. But they're still really cool to have. And I still carry them with me each and every day because those would be cool to throw down. And those are really cool to burn as an incense. Like uh, for like Fehu, if I want to get more success, I would then light and sacrifice that rune for a little more success. Um, and it makes you... You, know, you only have so many times you can do it before it's gone. So... You know, doing that and lighting that and using that as an incense for success for your runes would actually work really well. So runes to cleanse runes. I know it sounds really strange, but it works. You know, it works for me. So um, the cloth is the other thing I want to go over. Um, you definitely want a dedicated cloth to put down on wherever you're doing your divination. Um, I use an old flower sack cloth from Walmart, believe it or not which I've washed and cleansed and, you know, whatever. Um, I've seen as much as people embroidering cloths and things like that to lay down to do their rune casts on. It's important because it gives the runes a place to sit, a place that is cleansed, a place that is theirs. And it's not just some random table somewhere that you are picking out of and doing a rune cast on. Um, so whenever I do a rune cast, you'll see me pull up my little cloth and fold it out and put it down before I do the rune casting. Um, it can be anything you want it to be, as long as it gives the runes a place to sit. And it may mean something to you. So maybe like, you know, a piece of grandma's old, you know, um, what are they called? Quilt that she made. Right. You know what I mean? It could be that, or it could be anything else. As long as it means something to you, means something to the runes, and gives them um, a dedicated space to be in if you know what I'm saying. So, with all that said, I, I hope you're able to go ahead and connect with some runes and get yourself a set of runes. Definitely learn what they mean. I mean, if you start with by anything, there's plenty of uh, resources on the internet as to what the rune meanings are. Um, don't get too caught up in it. Um, the names, there's so many names for different runes. Um, so, like, Bjork... Burkino, Burkana, you know, it's one rune, has three different names, don't get so caught up in that, call it what you want to call it, um, call it what you, is easiest for you to do, um, and then uh, work your way from there, if you're going to get a rune tattoo, <coughs> or runic tattoos, make sure you understand what it says, um, I'll give you a case in point. Um, people, you know, they, they translate English into runes and think that that's okay. It is for you if it means something to you. But, like, um, I had a guy the other day at Walmart, and he had a, a tattoo. And, you know, he, he saw my tattoos with the runes on it, and right away he showed me his. And he told me that his says brotherhood. And it was like, Fehu, Bjork... Isa and Nyad, and I said it says F B I N, and he's like, "What?" I said, "That that's what it says, F B I N. It doesn't say anything." And he's like, "No, no, the guy said it says brotherhood." I'm like, 
it doesn't say anything. I mean, it doesn't have anything that goes along with it, you know? And he asked me about my tattoos, and I said, well, this one says Wizindi, which is the, you know, Norse word for wisdom, and this one says Megan, which is the Norse word for strength. So I have wisdom on my left and strength on my right. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. So he kind of didn't believe me when I told him that the thing didn't say anything because the guy at the tattoo shop told me it meant this. Um, so and just, the guy at the tattoo shop may have been mistaken, too. Yeah, and the guy at the tattoo shop may have been mistaken. Um, I have another friend who has a bear that's spelled B-E-A-R in runes. However, that's not the word for bear in Norse. So it doesn't mean anything to anybody in Norse. It just means it in English. So you'd have to understand, you know, a specific language to translate it back to that. So with that said, just be careful with your runes. Um, there's plenty of... Uh, websites out there that'll translate English to Old Norse, and you can go ahead and do that. And if you have to, I mean, Jackson Crawford is always available to send an email to and say, "Hey, how do you say this in Old Norse?" And he'll he'll be more than willing to, to go ahead and you know answer. He answered me and he helped me create my tattoos that are on me, so I'm highly appreciative of that. But um, I just don't know how busy he is right now. It may take him a while to get back to you, or he, he may not get back to you if it takes too long. But either way. Um, there's plenty of uh, different things out there on the internet that'll translate English to Old Norse and you can get the word for what you want and then go ahead and make sure you do it runically and then um, if you don't know you can ask a couple different people um, like I did it how to spell this in runes or how to create this in runic so just make sure it's done right before you do it so it's not something that's just willy-nilly but that's about my talk on runes. I've taken up quite a bit of time that I've taken up a little over 25 minutes, and I apologize for that. Um, but runes are really important. Runes are the thing that, you know, it's our divination. It's our way of knowing what's going on ahead. It's our way of connecting with the fates and to know what our life holds for us. Um, it helps us throughout our days, and... This is the wisdom that Odin hung from a tree for, to get runes, so they're that important. So, in the scheme of things, they're really a big part of our path and a big part of what we believe in in this religion. So, with that all said, I'm going to hail you today for taking the time to be a better heathen. I'm going to hail the runes for being there. I'm going to hail the Norns for giving us information. I'm going to hail the gods for being part of our life. I'm going to hail Thor and Thor's day. And, uh, you want to add anything before we go? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I want to thank you for joining me for this last, or this latest, latest version <laughs> yeah, of Modern Heathen Man. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much.